Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. Today we're looking at 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Character in crisis is a theme. And as we've mentioned in the last couple of days, gospel animosity is increasing daily. Fearless character is needed. But fearless character is always confident in God. Paul said, for which cause I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. I know who I believed and persuade that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Paul's cause was his reason for living. What is your cause for living? Why do you get up in the morning? What drives you to do what you do each day? What cause bigger than yourself and your life have you attached yourself to? Paul said, I also suffer these things. Why did Paul suffer? Just because, just because he preached to the Gentiles, Paul was put into prison. Just because he had been appointed by God to preach the gospel to outsiders of Israel, he suffered rejection. He was God's ambassador, put in place by God, and he continued to teach and preach until the Roman guards took his life and God took his spirit home to heaven. The these things not only included prison, but also loneliness and rejection and opposition, pain, incredible discomfort, and an untimely death. Just because Paul shared the gospel with the Gentiles, he suffered such things. What is the worst thing that ever happened to you just because you shared Christ with someone? These things, again, include prison, which in Paul's day was commonly called a house of darkness, Bob Frazier in Prisons in Paul's World states this, The prison in which Paul was kept was dug out of solid rock and underground. Prisoners, their guards, and their provisions were lowered through an opening about the size of a manhole. This manhole was the only means of entrance and exit. Rain and debris from the market and from animals easily dropped into this house of darkness. Neither animal waste nor that which the prisoners found its way out easily. Its appearance is disgusting and horrible. By reason of the filth and the darkness and the stench, lighting was indeed poor, primarily coming from torches or oil lamps. Prisoners were manacled using different lengths of chain, probably reflecting the security risk, the nature of the accusation, and, of course, the attitude of the guards. A short chain could hold a prisoner continually upright, dependent upon the others for everything. A longer chain might permit the prisoner to take a step or two from the wall or to sit or lie down. Can you imagine such suffering? Other prisoners were sent to work in underground salt mines, some never to see daylight again. So others were chained to huge oars of ships as galley slaves until they died. Although some of us have suffered some ridicule and rejection or loneliness, we have no idea what real suffering is all about. And still, we are hesitant to witness for our Lord. Peter wrote, If any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Nevertheless, is a great word. It is a word to draw our attention away from the expected, kind of like saying, Even though you would naturally assume how this would affect me, guess again. Paul's attitude was simply, in spite of all this suffering, I am not and will never be ashamed of my wonderful Lord. I've been thrown into this terrible Roman prison and am being treated with less respect than an animal. It's cold and damp. The stench will gag you at times and there's just a little hole in the ceiling for some light and air to come in. I do know that I will be executed soon. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Paul explained his nevertheless I am not ashamed way of living well to his friends in Philippi and Rome. 
according to my earnest expectation, my hope, that nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness is always so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. That's Philippians 1, 20 and 21. Then Paul tells us in Romans 8, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, angels or principalities, powers, things present or things to come, nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul shouted loudly for all to hear. I know who I have believed. I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Again, as we take a peek into Paul's fully persuaded heart, you can almost hear him say, I believe the gospel. And just as Jesus was executed, buried, and resurrection, God is going to do the same for me. He will raise me up and reunite me with my new eternal body. I've committed my entire life to him. He is able to take care of me. God saved me from my sins. God forgave me. God loves me. Why should I ever, ever, ever be ashamed of him? Hey, our time's up for today. I hope this has been encouragement to you. But remember, today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.